0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Truth For Youth. Today we are gonna be answering the question, does the Bible contradict itself? So grab your Bible and let's search for the truth. Does the Bible contradict itself? That's a great question because it is something that we need to figure out if the Bible is true or if it's not true. And that's something that we're going to see. We either going to believe that the Bible is 100% true or 100% false. One of the things that we see within Scripture is that it claims to be itself infallible and inerrant. Infallible means incapable of error, which means that if something is infallible, it's never wrong and it is super trustworthy. Inerrant just means that it is free from error. Now I know what you may be thinking that, well, the Bible itself says that it's without error. How can we even trust what it says to begin with about itself? Well, let's look at the verses really quick before we answer that question of where it says that it is infallible. We see in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17 that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Okay, so that means that the Word of God The scriptures that we read is the inspiration of God, or better yet, it is God breathed. That means those who wrote the scriptures were inspired by God and God actually breathed the word of God out. In the same sense that he spoke things into existence. The things that God says has power and has authority. So much so that he created everything that we see through spoken word. And now we get the word of God in a written form that also has that same power and that same authority, coupled with truth. The Word of God itself is considered truth. And we're gonna see in a minute that truth cannot contradict itself, which we're gonna get to that answer, does the Bible contradict itself? We're gonna see that a simple answer is no. It does not contradict itself. But I will say that it does have the appearance of many different contradictions all throughout Scripture. But again, the Bible doesn't contradict itself, in truth cannot contradict itself. Now, when the Bible calls itself inerrant, we have to see that really that promise, that, that divine promise is really given to the original manuscripts when they were first written. But I also believe that through God's Spirit, we were able to transliterate and copy and transcribe those original documents to what we have right now. And I believe that if there are any contradictions that we can see, that usually they are minor differences and they are never theological or doctrinal differences. Usually these types of issues are something that have to do with a word or a phrase or grammar or punctuation that don't mess up anything theologically or doctrinally. So again, the Word of God, it's infallible, it is inerrant, it is God-breathed, it is God-inspired, And it is something that is truth, and truth alone, and God speaks truth. And we know that because Scripture tells us that God cannot lie. And we see that in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 17, where it says it's impossible for God to lie. So here's the kicker. You either believe that the Bible is God's word, meaning that it is truth in and of itself, and that there is no error or you believe the opposite, that it's not truth and that it's not God's word. There is no middle ground. You cannot believe that the Bible is God's word and has errors in it. This would then actually contradict itself because God cannot lie. And if you believe that the Bible is God's word, then you must believe that God cannot lie, which means that it has no errors and has no contradictions. And if you believe in the Bible as God's word and that it does have errors and that God can lie, Then you're basing your belief on something that is fallible, that has no absolute support or truth. Again, the Bible is either 100% true or 100% false. Now, how does the Bible prove itself true besides that it's saying that it's true? Well, there are two factual things that have happened throughout history that prove beyond just a matter of faith and trust in the Word of God. We see in Luke chapter 1 and verses 1 through 4 where Luke begins off the book talking about how the things that he's going to write are based on actual eyewitnesses. And we see this example as well being told to us by, by Peter. We see it in 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 16. He says, for we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. That's One of the things that we see with Luke, with Peter, that scripture was given to us and supported not only by the inspiration of God, but also by eyewitnesses. People who actually saw these things happen and were written down and told throughout history since those events took place. And eyewitnesses are important, just as they're important today when it comes with crimes and things that happen. People can go to prison based on a testimony of one or two eyewitnesses. And here with Scripture we don't have just one or two eyewitnesses, we have hundreds if not thousands. After Jesus rose again from the dead, He appeared to 500 different eyewitnesses who were all martyred for what they saw and for what they passed down from generation to generation. So we have that one thing with Scripture, is that there were eyewitness to the things that took place. The second thing is we have the testimony of the Old Testament prophecies. 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 19 through 21 say, and so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but by holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the holy spirit there are at least 332 distinct old testament prophecies and predictions regarding the messiah regarding jesus that were fulfilled perfectly and that combination of fulfilling these prophecies perfectly is so beyond a statistical uh, it's an anomaly and yet it is something that truly happened and transpired to perfection and for that to happen it's absolutely overwhelming The probability of it happening is practically impossible, yet it is possible because it happened, and it's possible because it was done through God. The probability of all these 332 prophecies coming about is actually 1 in 10 to the 17th power. Let's just say you have a better chance of winning the Mega Millions jackpot 10 times over before these prophecies would ever happen, but yet they did. So we got those two things. Another way for us to see that the Word of God is true is just by reading it, that it reveals so much truth about mankind that every time that you read it and you test it, you will see that what it says about man is true every single time. So, does the Bible contradict itself? Simple answer, again, no, it does not. But does it have the appearance of contradictions? You yourself may have come across it as you've read and you've You thought, hey, this doesn't line up with this that contradicts itself. Or you may have plenty of people who will bring out hundreds, thousands of different scenarios, statements. It seems that it does contradict itself, but I believe that's what it is, is that it has the appearance of a contradiction. It looks like it's a contradiction, but it's not a contradiction. There are many different things that explain away the appearance of contradictions. And being able to explain or understand it may be different for each and every contradiction that we see or the appearance of the contradiction that we see. And I believe there's many different reasons for the appearance of this contradiction. I believe one is we forget that each author has a different style, has a different perspective, has a different audience, has a different purpose. I believe that we may see the appearance of a contradiction because we lack theological understanding. I believe we may see the appearance of a contradiction because we have too narrow-minded of a perspective. I believe we see an appearance of a contradiction because our understanding of the complexity of truth is too narrow or has a lack of depth and we see things just at the surface level. I also believe that we have the appearance of contradictions because there's different points of view from different people. I also believe that a majority of the appearance of contradictions comes from our biblical illiteracy, that we don't know the context Of everything within Scripture. And now that's not an exhaustive list as to why we have these appearances of contradictions, and there may be more, but I wanted to give you a few of them of why this may come about. Why do we see these on the onset of us reading Scripture? And I also want to encourage you with this, even if there isn't an answer to these appearances of contradiction, that doesn't mean that an answer doesn't exist. So I believe a majority of the time there will be an answer to the appearance of these contradictions. And again, if you go through Scripture, you will see that there are many, that the Bible is littered with the appearances of these things. But as you dig deeper, as the Holy Spirit leads you, as the Holy Spirit opens your eyes, gives you wisdom, gives you context, gives you a theological understanding of the entirety of who God is and what Scripture is, you will then see that clearly that there are no contradictions. It is uniformed and that the scriptures work well together because it's truth. And again, truth cannot contradict itself. But you will always have people who will attack the Word of God and who will claim that there are contradictions, and not just the appearance of contradictions, but that there's actual contradictions within the Word of God. And if there are actual contradictions within the Word of God, then it cannot be considered truth because, again, truth cannot contradict itself. So they will attack the Word of God. In the same way, this has been happening since the beginning of creation with Satan as the serpent questioning what God had told Eve, saying, did God really say? He's been attacking the word of God ever since. And that's what our enemy does. If Satan can get you to believe that the Bible has errors, then you'll believe that it's not God's word, which ultimately brings you to a place where you don't believe in God at all. That's what he wants. But we as Christians, we have to be ready to give an answer to the hope that's in us. We have to be able to rightly divide the word of God. We have to be prepared. And when you're approaching the word of God, it depends on the heart that you have towards it as you approach it. Do you read it wanting answers to your questions? Are you truly searching for God? Or are you going into it looking for errors, wanting to attack it, wanting to destroy it. And again, there will always be people who do that. And those people will never be appeased by any answers that are given because of their approach and their heart towards the Word of God. They have decided that no matter what, that the Word of God is not true. But just because you decide you don't want to believe in truth doesn't make it a lie. And there are many who have suppressed the truth, and Romans shows us that there are many who have suppressed the truth in unrighteousness. So they will always find these supposed contradictions within the Word of God, always attacking it. But the Bible's truth, it's not dependent upon whether you believe it or not, but your salvation is dependent upon whether you believe the truth of the Bible or not. And that's important. The Bible does not contradict itself. It is truth. It is God's Word. It is God-inspired. It is God-breathed. It is what He has revealed to us so that we could understand truth in a world that doesn't know truth apart from God. And He has given it to us through His Word, which is powerful, which has authority, and which is truth because God cannot lie. And it's important that not only do you understand this and you see this and you know that Scripture has been proven by eyewitnesses, by these prophecies that have come to pass, but that you believe it in your heart because either the Word of God is 100% true or it's 100% false. And if it's 100% true, which it is, it brings you everything that you need for life and godliness. It brings you everything you need to know who your Creator is. It brings you everything you need to know who that you are. It reveals so much about you and about me, but more so, it reveals so much about who God is. And we are all searching for God. The Bible tells us that God placed eternity in our hearts, that we are searching for something, And it is God who is eternal, who we are all searching for, yet sometimes we try to find it in different things outside of God, which never fully satisfies or fulfills us. Yet scripture shows us that God is the one that we need. And your life, in your everlasting life, is dependent upon whether you believe scripture is 100% true or 100% false. And as you read and as you study and as God guides, you will be proven that scripture does not contradict itself, which means, again, that it's 100% true. I'll see you guys next time.